Okay, I am live, as you can tell from people yeah. still talking to me. Um, we, we are here. Uh, there are animals behind me. They are not live animals, so if you're at home, please don't worry. My safety is fine. Uh, this is a ram because VBS starts this week, so if you did not know that, now you know. Uh, we are continuing this series, which is called Summertime, uh, and we're talking about wisdom. We are talking about through Proverbs and just different things. Last week we talked about wise up and about how important it is to gain wisdom, to continually seek wisdom, to continually try to be better, to continually uh, try to uh, just find ways to help other people, to love other people, to just truly be better. Uh, and that's what wisdom is about. Wisdom is not knowledge. Knowledge is good. Like it's important to go to school. It's important to go to college. It's important to do all of these things that you continue learning, uh, but wisdom is how you apply that knowledge, and that's far more important. It's how you treat people. It's how you treat yourself. It's how you live. And so throughout this series, we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm going to read today from Proverbs 3. This is starting with verse 1. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Uh, store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years, and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. So again, this is, this is Solomon. I just pulled this accidentally. Hold on. This is Solomon. This is what happens when you're live. Uh, this is Solomon, and uh, it's his words to his people about just gaining wisdom. And as I said last week about Solomon... As I said last, this is wonderful. As I said last week about Solomon, uh, he was very wise from the beginning in that he, when God said, you can have anything you want, uh, he said, you know, I'll take wisdom. I want to be good for my people. I want to lead them. And yet the more he went, the farther he went, the, the more he led, the more he gained, the more he grew, all of that, he kind of tossed the wisdom aside and aside and aside and started uh, going after women and, and drink and all of these other things and power and started to buy his own hype, started to believe more in himself than in God, started to care more about uh, being the king than he did about gaining wisdom. And, and that's something that everyone can be in danger of because the more we live our lives, the, the better we do with things, the more we kind of can buy the hype. You see this with sports a lot. You see people who start out uh, sometimes in professional sports, they start out humble, and they're like, yeah, it's all about the team, and it's all about this. And then sometimes as they go, uh, they've been told their entire lives that they're great, that they're the best, that they can never do any wrong. And you see these people, in politics too, you see these people just start to believe that so much that they kind of turn away from the wisdom. They turn away from other people's advice. They turn away from everything. They're like, I got this. I, I am who I am, and nobody can be as good as me. Nobody can touch me. And so they stop caring. And so that's always a danger with this, and that's why it's so important to go with what Solomon says at the beginning. He's like, hey, keep God's command in your heart. Keep, keep his word in your heart. Keep his love in your heart. Always remember that you can always be better. Uh, no matter how good you do, no matter how smart you get, no matter how wise you get, there's always more to learn. And, and that's not something that should be discouraging uh, because you can still be so amazing and so impactful, but it's something that is encouraging because it means your, your path is never finished, that you always can do something different. You can always have another chance. You can always help more people. You can always love more people. You can always be more like Jesus. You can always just do better. And that's such a cool thing. That's such a, a good thing to know that your game, quote-unquote, is never going to be finished. Uh, 
I like video games, and that's probably not shocking if you know me at all, but I tend towards games that are long, like uh, super long. Like I love the Mass Effect games and things like that where they go 90 hours at times, and not 90 straight, although you never know. But uh, it's, it's an RPG, and it's a story, and I love the story more than the gameplay. And, and I love when your decisions matter, and I love when you talk to people and all of these things. And, and yet, even at the end of those games, there's an end. And then you're kind of sad. You're like, oh man, I just finished it. Or let's say you're seeing a great movie, like The Greatest Showman, and you're like, this is so amazing. This is so great. And you're watching it, and you're singing along, and you're like, this is so cool. Uh, I, I just really love this. And then you get to the end, and it's like, man, I wish that this were longer. I wish that there were more to it. Sometimes people like Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings, they keep going and going and going, but still, most movies do have an end. And yet, that whole idea of gaining more wisdom, of storing God's Word in your heart, that doesn't have an end. Your journey with God, that doesn't have an end. You live through your life, and then you get to go into eternity and be there with Him. And so it's such a cool thing. Uh, and Solomon goes on to say, if you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. There, we live in a world, and we've always lived in a world, where uh, success is measured usually by money or by power or by influence and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with those if they're used wisely, if they're used well. But true success, true success is measured by who is around you and not what they think of you, but how much you touch their lives, uh, how much you really impact them or impact other people. It's measured by your wisdom. It's measured by your, your love. It's measured by just how you treat other people. Now, obviously, if you take what everybody says, you're never going to please everybody and you're never going to make everybody happy and somebody's always going to have a bad opinion. If anything you post online, you're going to have like five good comments and one negative or something like that, a ratio like that. And, and so there's always going to be somebody who's just not happy with you. So I'm not saying that you should live your life making everybody happy and doing everything you can to please everybody because you can't. But this says if you gain wisdom and you live your life to please God, you live your life to show His example, you live your life to make Jesus known, then that will be satisfying and people will see that. And not everybody's going to run up and say, hey, you know, you really impacted my life, you really touched my life, you really made a difference. They're not always going to say that but it will impact them and it will matter. And that's what's so important about wisdom. And it goes on to say, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Uh, and then the tie them around your neck as a reminder. Loyalty and kindness are so important. And I know that they're in the scripture and so that's obvious, but I'm saying more so than intelligence, more so than money, more so than power, more so even than influence, loyalty and kindness. Now, the reason for that is because if you live your life showing kindness, even when you're shown anger, cruelty, meanness, you live your life being loyal, even when other people betray you, even when other people stab you in the back, even when other people uh, play Farmville or whatever it is, even when other people do things that hurt you and you still are loyal, you still show that loyalty, you still show that kindness, then that is going to impact them no matter what. That is going to impact other people no matter what. That is going to show who you are no matter what. But more than that, it means you're never going to be the problem. Now, that's not to say you're going to be perfect because sometimes you are going to make a mistake. Sometimes you are going to say the wrong thing. Sometimes you are going to hurt somebody's feelings. But if you stop and you're like, okay, I just said something that I didn't mean to say or I just did something I didn't mean to do, I need to go apologize. Never be too big to apologize. If you live your life with loyalty and kindness, 
What that does is show your heart. And what that does is show who you truly are. And what that does is bring peace. And so, as I said, never be the problem. Uh, there's always going to be drama in your life. And some of you guys are going to college, some of you guys are in high school, some of you guys are in middle school, uh, some of you guys are in the workforce, whatever it is, there's always going to be drama. There are always going to be people that, that thrive on drama. There are always going to be people that talk behind your back. There are always going to be people that spread rumors. There are always going to be people that gossip. There are always going to be people that want other people to feel bad about themselves so that they can feel better. But if you are living at peace, and you're showing loyalty and kindness, and you have the wisdom to know when to walk away from a situation. You have the wisdom when not to argue. You have the wisdom how to argue in a positive, a kind, a loyal way. Then you're not the problem. Because you can never control every relationship. There are going to be people that get mad at you or unhappy with you no matter what. No matter what you do. You can do everything right, and sometimes people still will turn away from you. Sometimes you'll still get in trouble. Sometimes bad things will still happen, but you will always be able to say, I did my best. You will always be able to say, I did my best, and I showed Jesus. And even though that didn't work out the way that I wanted, I still was able to show who I am. I don't have regrets from that. I don't have worries from that. I don't have heart aches from that. And maybe your heart does break. But you're going to be able to, at night, go to bed and be like, okay, I'm not perfect, but I did the right thing. And yeah, maybe it blew up, maybe somebody did this and somebody did that and somebody hates me and somebody blah, blah, blah. But I did the right thing. And so I know that if I keep doing this, then at least I don't have to think of all of the things that I've done wrong or all of the things that I regret or all of the things like that. Uh, I've talked about anxiety and depression, things that I struggle with. I, when I go to bed at night, I have trouble sleeping because occasionally, and by occasionally I mean all of the time, uh, all of these things from my life will pop in my head. And most of them are not like actual bad things, but just things where they were embarrassing or things where I was awkward or things where I just was dumb in some way. And I'm talking as far back as like preschool. Like I will remember these things and they'll pop in and I'll be like, oh man, I pretended like I, I, I was a robot in preschool just because like this guy said to and this girl was doing it and, and so I accidentally kicked over these blocks and I was so embarrassed. And most of the people, especially if you're adults watching, you're like, how do you remember that? Why do you remember that? What, that doesn't matter. It's just a little kid thing. Little kids do stupid things all the time because little kids are kind of stupid. No offense. Uh, don't quote that. But why? And it's because I think, man, I need to be perfect. Now, you don't, and you can't be, but that's the standard that I hold myself to, and that's something where I have to continually work on grace for myself. I've, done, I've gotten really good, thanks to God, thanks to His work in my heart, at giving grace to others. Like, it's very hard to shake me. It's very hard to upset me. It's very hard to, to make me think ill of someone, even if they truly do bad things to me. And yet, for myself, the smallest thing, I'm like, man, I'm so stupid. And so, my encouragement to you, my advice to you would be to not do that. And I know it's easier said than done, but to stop and be like, okay, I've done the right thing. I've done my absolute best, so I have to give myself grace. I have to, to remember I'm living like this. I'm holding God in my heart, and I'm showing people. I'm making a difference to other people. That's so amazing. I'm going to go on to verses 5 and 6, which are some of my favorite. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. So this is, when I was growing up in the Nazarene church, we had something called caravans. And in caravan, this was the motto, and so we all knew this, and we all memorized it, and we all had tape that just continually got caught. 
all over our shirt, and we continually messed with it while everybody was watching because we're awkward and nervous sometimes. But no, we had these, these mottos, and they're so good, and it's so important, and it's so easy to remember, and that's why I love Proverbs so much, because it's basically a lot of fortune cookies that are good. And so it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's the first line. Basically, you trust in God. I believe that's the, the through line for VBS this week. It's trust in Jesus, trust in the Lord. Give him your trust. Um, you're going to have a lot of people in your life that you trust. And I hope that you do. I hope you have a circle. I've always said, have a circle of people around you that, that believe like you, that have your faith so that you can trust them and you can know that they know what you know and you know they believe the way you believe. You know they live the way you live and so you can trust their advice. But you're also going to have people that you trust and they break that trust and that hurts. And some of you probably have, maybe all of you have, and that hurts. And yet, God will never break that trust. He will always do the right thing for you. It may not always be what you want, but it will always be the right thing for you. It will always be the thing that makes your life better. Again, maybe not the life that you desired, but once you see it, once you realize how important that trust is, once you realize how important it is to have him in your heart, you're like, oh, wow, this is better. I was thinking this morning, we had Youth Sunday, and Jenna was talking at the beginning, and she talked about, she had a very similar calling to what I had. Um, where she was talking about how, you know, I got called and, and I didn't run and quickly say, yes, I was doing this other thing. And it was so like, I, I, are you sure it's me? Are you sure that I'm the right person? That's how I felt. That's how I feel sometimes. And yet, looking back at my life, even though this is not the life that I would have chosen, even though there are definitely things that happen, things that I go through, things that I deal with, and I'm like, why? Looking back, I'm like, wow. I'm glad that I didn't go the way that I thought. I'm glad that I followed God. I'm glad that I trusted Him. I'm glad that I listened. And that's what you will have if you trust Him with all your heart, not part of your heart. You can't play games. You can't be like, okay, well, God, I trust you a little bit, but only until it stops being fun, because that's dumb. You trust Him, and you're like, okay, no matter what, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be like you. And then we go on to the next line, which is don't depend on your own understanding. Sometimes people are stupid, and that includes us. Sometimes we want to have ice cream for every meal. Sometimes we want to have cookies constantly. Sometimes we want to eat 17 large pizzas. And that's all good. And I can do that, unfortunately. But if you do that every day, you're not going to have a very long life, just to say the least. And you're also going to be very broke because 17 large pizzas is super expensive, even for Little Caesars. Like, I'm talking super expensive. And so if you depend on your own understanding and you're like, I know everything, think back to the things that you've wanted. Go as far back as you want, back to when you were a little kid. And I'm sure that at home or when you go home, those that are here, your parents will help you remember those things very gladly. Uh, and, and so think back and think about some of the things that you thought were the greatest idea in the world and that you really wanted. And whether you got them or not, be like, oh man, that was kind of stupid. Like, I, I wanted to jump off the roof with a, a blanket to be a parachute, and, and man, that's when I broke both legs and three arms, because I landed on the neighbor, and it also broke his arm, and that was bad. We got sued, and I lost my dog in the lawsuit, and whatever else. Because if we depend on our own, on our own understanding all the time, again, sometimes we know the right thing. And the closer you are to God, the better chance you have at that, but sometimes you're going to want that ice cream for every meal. Sometimes you're going to want to make this stupid purchase and not pay rent. Sometimes you're going to want to do this and want to do that. And yet if you don't depend on your own understanding and instead you depend on God, you're like, oh, wow. Again, you're going to make mistakes sometimes. 
But if you go into it with a clear heart and you're like, okay, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to remember that I don't know everything. That's so important. It says, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Uh, countless times in my life, from even before I was called, but especially since I was called, I've prayed, what path should I take? What should I do? How should I react? And it's very rarely, and I believe Carrie talked about this this morning, it's very rarely a loud yell and like a very rarely like a, a, an earthquake with a sign that comes out of the ground and says, hey, this is what you should do exactly. Uh, sometimes you have to really still discern. Sometimes you have to really ask other people. Sometimes it comes to you in different ways, but it always comes. He will always direct your path. He will always tell you which path to take. You just have to continue trusting him and continue seeking it. Uh, one of the hardest things for all of us, but me especially at times, is having the patience. And I've said before, and I'll say it again because I say a lot of things all the time, um, when you pray, there are three possible answers every single time. The first one's yes, and we love that. When you pray for help, or you pray for money, or you pray for the job, or you pray for a better grade, you pray for whatever, and that happens, you're like, man, this is amazing. Everybody should be a Christian. Like, everybody should get this. This is awesome. But sometimes, because God's not a genie, the answer is no. That one's hard. That one's hard, but not impossible, because once you hear the word no, like if you're like, Mom, uh, I really want to take the car out and drive to L.A. this weekend because I want to see the, the playoffs, or I want to see this concert, Billy Joel's in concert. I don't know why I brought him up, but... Most of you probably don't even know who that is. That's fine. I didn't start the fire. But anyway, uh, you, like, I want to go to the concert. And you're like, yeah, that's during school finals. Like, what are you doing? You can't do this. And you're like, I really, this is an amazing idea. And they say no. You're like, ah, I wish. But they said no, I know the answer. And sometimes with God, you're like, I want to do this. Or this is what I want to do in life. This is what I want. And God's like, no. And again, that's hard. But knowing the answer is dealable. Word I just invented dealable. The hardest one. The hardest one is wait. When you're like, which college should I pick? Uh, what should my major be? Who should I talk to? What should I do? How much money should I give Jeff at the end of the service? Like, whatever it is, and you're like, and God's like, wait. You don't hear an answer right away. That's really hard. And that's when a lot of people will get the temptation to just be like, well, he's not going to answer. I can do whatever I want, and you make bad decisions. But when you wait, even though it's hard, you have this opportunity to learn. You have this opportunity to grow. You have this opportunity to be better. And so that's why it's wait. And it's not no, and it's not yes yet, but it's, it's wait. And so that's what makes it hard about asking which path to take. Uh, I don't know how often you drive and use the GPS, but I do frequently because they make a lot of trips to take care of Beatrice, my niece. I've, I know that you probably didn't know I had a niece, but I do. She's two. Um, but... I, I still follow the GPS just because Indiana and Ohio have the worst roads in America, probably, except for Oklahoma. But anyway, side note, uh, I follow GPS, and I follow GPS anywhere I don't know. Like, I just, I do it, especially when I go to Chicago. It's like, even if I know where I'm going, GPS just makes me feel better. Uh, and sometimes, though, there's this spot in downtown Chicago, and I think there's one in Indianapolis, too, maybe Cincinnati, like, probably a lot of big cities because of buildings and everything else. Uh, there's this spot where the GPS goes out where it's like searching for satellites, searching for signal, whatever. And I don't freak out, but I'm like, ah, I forgot about this, or I knew this was coming. What do I do? What if my turn's here? What if that? And I start worrying. And that's the waiting part. With GPS, sometimes you're like, man, 
With God, you know the answer is coming. Another thing about GPS and the difference is when you put your trust in someone else, and GPS in this case is someone else, it's imperfect. People are imperfect. Your parents will even tell you they're imperfect. Now, you should listen to them still. But I'm saying, like, people, humans, are imperfect. And so we don't have everything God has. We can follow his wisdom, but if you're just going from your own understanding, you're imperfect. And so GPS sometimes, it leads you wrong. I remember one time I was going to see Megan in, in Indiana, and at this time she lived out in the country, and I didn't know the way very much, and I was coming back from Columbus, and I'm saying cities you don't care about, and I'm, all this stuff, but I was driving back, and I'm like, oh, I'll just follow this, and I trust this completely, I trust GPS completely, I don't know this road, it's 9 o'clock at night, and it's very dark, and I kept going, and I go in, and it's like, turn here, and I turned, and it's like barely a road, it's a path in the woods, and I'm like, ah, I've got a Mustang, that's easy to drive through grass, and so I'm like, I got this, that was sarcasm. I got this, and so I keep following it, and I keep following it, and I'm like, man, this is starting to get worrisome, the trees seem to be getting closer, the road seems to be getting less of a road, and finally I got to this part where it's basically like this long dip, and then basically no road across the thing, and I had to make a choice. I was like, the GPS says to keep going. Or, do I use common sense, do I use wisdom, and do I back up, turn around, and get back to the main road and find my way? Thankfully, I chose the other way, I'd still be stuck there, and you wouldn't know me, I'd just be a skeleton out in the woods just like a cartoon. Because sometimes, people and things you put your trust in, whether, even with the best of intentions, it steers you wrong. And everybody knows that you can put people in your life that will tell you what you want to hear. That'll steer you wrong. But when you trust God, and you follow His path, and you wait when He says wait, and you listen when He says no, and you activate when He says yes, and you do your best, not being perfect, but you do your best, you're going to find that you're doing pretty good. You're having the life that, that is best for you. You're feeling that connection going on in the rest of the Scripture. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. It's very easy to be impressed with yourself. Uh, I believe the kids today call it smelling yourself. Um, the best example for this is LeBron James. I'm not going to get too deep into that. But he's... Uh, I make fun of him a lot, and I get questioned on it a lot. It has nothing to do with him as a person, but because he had such hype from such a young age and was told from basically eighth grade that you're the greatest athlete in the world and you're the greatest ever, he grew to live like that. And so if you really pay attention to sports stories, you see where he sends a letter to the Cavaliers and leaves players out because he wants them traded, or he... Uh, uh, manipulates the owners or the GMs into trading people and bringing people in, and then when it goes wrong, he blames them. And like things like that that every player does, but because he never gets the blame, because he never gets the blame when he leaves early for a game, because he's always told how great he is, he still keeps doing it. And again, other players do this, and I get that. I just pick on him because Jordan's better, and I'll always know that. Anyway, the point is, when you smell yourself, when you think, that, man, I am it. I just trust my own wisdom. I've gained everything I need to gain. I know everything I need to know. Pride goeth before a fall. And I've said that before. Pride goeth before a fall. The fuller of yourself you get, the more quickly you're going to pop. So like if you have a balloon and you just keep blowing it and blowing it and blowing it, and you're like, I really want to draw a cat face on this, and I really want to have the best cat balloon in the world. And, and you, know, you keep blowing it. Eventually it's going to pop in your face, and that's going to hurt. I don't know that from experience, but still. I'm sure that somebody does. And so 
gain wisdom. But part of gaining wisdom means knowing that you're never going to have enough wisdom. You always keep going. You always keep following. You trust yourself, but you trust God more. Finishing the scripture. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain. I know that everybody here wants nothing more than to go home and have a barn filled with grain. I know that that's everything that I want, especially if the grain has cicadas all over it, and I hate cicadas. More than rational. I carry a tennis racket with me everywhere just to hit them, to keep them from getting in my hair, not just to randomly go follow them, because I don't like them. I understand the Pharaoh much more now. Anyway, uh, that's a deep cut. The point is, if you honor the Lord with your wealth, and you can insert time, you can insert life, you can insert love, you can insert prayers, you can insert heart, you honor the Lord, you're going to be rewarded. And that's not why we do it. But it's going to be something that happens. It's natural. It's something that goes on. And so even though your barn may not, you may not have a barn or grain, if you honor the Lord, you're going to find that He puts the right people in your path, the right positions in your path, the right things in your path, and that it just makes your life better. It makes it feel better. It makes you feel better. Again, not perfect. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time. It doesn't mean you're going to be content all the time. It means that you're going to feel him, and you're going to know you're going the right direction. You're going to know that you're doing the right thing. You're going to know that he is with you. When you honor him with your life, he will grant you your life. When you give him who you are, he will help you continue to be a better version of who you are. Uh, back when I was in Seymour, I was a full-time youth pastor for half-time pay. And that's the church had situations at the time, and that's just how it was. And at the time, I was able to, it was just me and Stevie, which I guess is the same. But I was able to, uh, my grandma had just passed, and I was able to live in a way that I could deal with that for a while. But it was still very tight, and I was very much closer to homeless than I like to think. And I was very much closer to complete poverty than I like to think. Uh, I lived in this horrible place. I've talked about it before. It was a house that was, I believe, illegally converted into apartments where I had a couple rooms. I did not have a kitchen. I had to share a bathroom with a guy that you don't want to share a bathroom with. And, and by that I mean he was high all the time. But, and he stole my Spider-Man poster out of the bathroom. That's a side note. Anyway, uh, this house was freaky, and one time, just to illustrate it before I close, uh, I, I was quote-unquote in charge of the internet for the house, which meant that I had a, a router, and so like it went wireless throughout the house, and anybody that paid for it with the owner could have it, etc., but it was in my apartment. And so one day, I was just watching TV, and the internet went out. And I was like, that's weird. I just, like, this is good. This is fine. And I went and checked, and you know, it's like nothing's happened. There's no connection. And so I called Comcast, which is the Indiana version of Spectrum. And they may even be the same thing. I don't know. It's all the same thing. Uh, and so I, I called them, and they came out, and we went down in the basement, which had another couple apartments, and it's kind of weird. And he, like, pulled on the cord, and it had been cut. One of the other people that lived in another apartment in that house had cut it to uh, reroute it into their own computer. And that's not the way you want to live. And so it was kind of freaky. My point is, I did my best to keep honoring him with my wealth, with my time. I continued doing everything for the church that I could. I continued going uh, as far above as I could on the hours and just doing everything I could. And so three separate times, 
I was so close to not being able to pay rent, and it was very cheap, but not being able to pay that, or not being able to buy Stevie food, or not being able to avoid eating Stevie for very long, or whatever else. And so I, three separate times I got checks from Wesley and her Ball State, where I went to different colleges and have many college loans for it. And I got these checks, and it was just enough to pay for whatever I needed that month. Three times. And if you don't know this, and you will soon, uh, colleges don't always send you money several years after the fact and say, oh, you overpaid or you overdid this. That doesn't always happen, but it happened. And I know that was God. I know that was him saying, hey, this is your barn, and here's the grain. And it wasn't a ton, and it wasn't a lot, and, and yet it was enough. And so maybe you're not going to be rich. Maybe you're, maybe you're not going to be the king of the world. Maybe you're not going to be the greatest athlete in the world, but you will have enough to have the best possible life for you. That's why we do this. That's why I do this. That's why we live this life. To have a satisfying, comfortable, complete life, doing our best to help other people. That's what wisdom means. That's what following wisdom means. That's what understanding that he is our GPS means. There are going to be a lot of times this summer where your GPS is signaling, looking for signal. And you're like, what do I do? I thought that it would be easier without school, or I thought I'd have less to worry about without school. What do I do? How do I know what to do? How do I know how to respond? Who do I ask? Stop right there and pray and be like, God, direct me. And then wait. Wait and listen, and he will put the right words in your mouth. He will put the right people in your path. He will give you the heart to know what to do. Because no matter how wise you get, no matter how smart you get, no matter how important you get, there's always more to go. This series is about that. It's about the fact that it's never too late to start. It's never too late to change. But it's also never going to stop, which is so cool. Maybe you're not happy with your life right now. Maybe you don't think you know very much right now. Maybe you don't have much confidence right now. But life's not over. As long as there is life, there is hope. As long as you continue following him, he will lead you. It's so cool. And then he will put people in your path, not just to help you, but that you can help. As I close, the last thing I'm going to say, I've talked several times today and throughout my life about anxiety and depression. There are a lot of people that could stand here that would be more fun than me, that would be more exciting, that would be funnier, maybe not funnier, that would be different ways than me. They would be able to do different things. They would come up with better games, etc. A lot of people who could do that. And yet, because what I went through in my life, I've been able to help people with anxiety and depression. I've been able to talk about that to people, teens and adults, in ways that, that not everybody can do. And it's not that I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I deal with depression still. But I'm like, thank you for helping me to make use of this. And so think about the things that you go through in your life, and don't just think about how you can get through them, how you can move past them, how you can learn from them. Those are good and those are important. Think about how can God use this to help other people see how to get past it. That's why we're here. And everyone here, whether you're online, in person, adult, teen, child, whatever else, I guess that's the three things, God has a plan for you. And he has a path for you. And you may not see it. I didn't always see it. I don't always see it. But he does have a path for you. And so if you trust him, he will help you to find that path, and he will help you to learn how to follow that path to the best of your life's ability, and then he will help you to help other people. So always keep seeking him. 
always know that you are enough and always know that he loves you. And that's all I got.